What's going on everybody, it's your boy Fab, Freddy Fox, America's Big Brother We back with another episode of the Saturday Night Sit Down What's going on everybody, it's your boy Fab, Freddy Fox And today I'm sitting with a special guest I have Wilna P. Joseph, a.k.a. Poppy What's going on my man? I'm cool with my brother man, I appreciate having me on this wonderful show man I'm excited man Well no, thank you, thank you for taking the time man And I, and I appreciate you too, I know I've seen You know, for on Instagram, I know you're doing so many wonderful things For the community, for the people and stuff And I was like, you know, I, I need to talk to this man I need to sit down, <laughs> see how his mind works man And see and hopefully get some, some good information and, and, and knowledge we could pass down to the younger generation You know what I mean? Hopefully I can share some really good knowledge and wisdom to the community. To, you know what I mean? It's, it's passion, whatever, whatever I could, you know, deliver out there to make sure everybody could really understand, you know, the grind that goes in to community, being a community activist and also a mentor, a life coach and everything else that, that comes with my platform. You know what I mean? So I'm, I'm ready to, to share my testimony. Yeah. And, and, and one of those things, too, because I know... Um why I started this, and like I tell everybody, I just wanted to create a, a platform or an area where, where men and, and people, we could sit down and have a conversation and know and learn from each other's experiences. Things that triggered me is as I, as I got older, I started seeing more and more, and these kids getting younger and younger, committing more gun violence, committing more heinous crimes, doing things that are out of the norm, and I feel maybe it's because of a lack of a male role model or somebody to look up to or positive influences, and, and I know that touches very close to you, um, and hopefully, you know, I guess that we can help move them away from that and really put them on the right path. You know what I mean? No, definitely. So as I always start this off, I mean, my first question, everybody, for you, um, what are some of the main characteristics or qualities you feel that make up a good man or a good person? Uh, man, I, I think for one is, is gratitude, right? And your faith, whatever your faith is, you stand behind it and, you know, you just figure out a, a, a way to to deliver whatever positive message that you have and um and it'll, t- it'll take you a long way you know uh, just being a good person having a good heart and just loving on loving on people no matter who the person is it could be a homeless person it could be a rich person it could be the janitor you treat everybody with respect and love and that right there gonna get you a long way because uh, I just turned 42 on Thursday September 2nd and, you know, when I get younger kids that ask me these questions on, you know, how, how did I get this far? I said, it's out of respect. You may not like me, but you're going to respect me. And that's key. I respect everybody, my elder, elderly people, young people, no matter who you are, I respect you. You know what I mean? Until you cross the line, then you're going to have to see the other side. But at the end of the day, man, I, I respect everybody. I love everybody. And, and, and that's, you got to love, you, I mean, you got to love what you do to get to where I'm at, right? You got you to gotta love your community. You got to love your kids. You, you got to love God. That's number one. You love God and ain't, ain't nothing else that you cannot love. If you don't love God and you don't love, you don't love nothing else, you know, it's important. So, yeah, no, I think it's very, very key that, you know, we, we have a sense of a faith or something that we, we look up to, you know, as I was saying to you before we sit down, like, I know that I, I, I'm not, I don't, I don't go to church on a regular basis. You know, I'm not one really to, to pick up the Bible or anything like that to read, but I feel a connection, you know, like there's something there. Like, and I listen, I feel like if you keep yourself open and you, you're aware and you're aware of your surroundings, you listen, you pay attention, you could be spoke, he'll speak to you in Absolutely. ways that you don't understand and, and really lead you down, down certain pathways and, and help you 
understand what your mission in this life is. But he speaks to you in so many different ways. But only way you can understand if you tapped in all the way in your faith. He has sent you confirmation. It could be through someone else. It could be through a, a number. It could be through, you know, just anything, right? You just but yeah, if you tapped into your faith deeply, you'll see and understand. People who don't understand would think you're crazy. Right. 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 So but it's not for them to understand because not everybody meant to be on that spiritual level. So that's why I like, you know, certain things that I say and and do, people think I'm crazy. I'm like, all right, but you think about it though. All the people out there that are creative, mm-hmm. right? People call them weird or crazy, right? But right. you got to be, you got to be weird, right? And you got, you got to be on another level when, when you're, when you're a creative person, when you're a loving person, when, when, when you do the, the, the things that are not normal. That's just, this is what it is. You know what I mean? I, I'm, I'm, I'm cool with it. I, I accept it because you know what? Not everybody's meant to be on my, on my level. You know, the only way you could be on my level, you got to tap into my energy. We have to have the same energy and and the same type of faith, understand the loving of God and and, and how important it is to put him first through anything. And he'll he'll show you the way if you let him. No, absolutely. And and like you said about like people thinking that you're crazy and and all those things. Um, uh, About a year ago, uh, my grandfather passed away, my mom's dad, my last my last grandparent. And he was out in Ohio, and I couldn't be there. You know, my mom went out there, and I couldn't be there. And um, as I told you about the situation with my grandmother, that also hit me hard because I wasn't able to be there either. Uh, and I just felt so bad. And, and normally, I, I used to turn to a lot of bad behaviors to, to cope with my pain. You know, I would be like, was either smoking weed or drinking heavily and stuff like that to kind of numb myself. And I learned to move away from myself from those things. So when I got the news that morning, it happened... Um, Real early in the morning um, that he passed away and I got the news and um, I was telling my wife and I, I said, you know what, um, I, I need to go outside and just play some basketball, babe. I just need to go outside, just play some basketball. And I went down and I sat down in my car for a little bit. And and for one, people may look at me, I'm, I'm terrified of birds. Birds freak me out. Um, and I went down, I sat down in my car and a big crow just came and it sat down on a branch and it was just looking at me. And I didn't feel scared. I didn't feel worried. I wasn't frightened or anything. And I started thinking because I understand that crows, they help the spirits guide. They guide spirits to where they need to be, as one of the people say. And I looked at him and I was like, that's my grandfather coming by. He just wanted to say one more time, just come see me. Let me know that it's okay that I wasn't there. Let me feel better about myself. Like He understands that I love him. Mm-hmm. He knows where I'm at. And, it, and I felt such a peace that no... Drug, no alcohol, no other thing could give me but that. And that was a sign that I got. And again, I, like I said, I'm terrified of birds, but I wasn't scared. So I knew, I knew deep down in my heart of hearts that that was him coming to see me. I definitely, uh, I definitely get messages and signs all the time from my brother. Uh, not so much from my nephew who passed away in 2019, but more so my brother. Because I guess because me and my brother had a more of a stronger bond and more of a connection. Um, but I definitely get a lot of signs and confirmation that he's always around and with me. So... Um, spiritual confirmations is always there when you when you tapped in, uh, you know. So I definitely believe in that. You know, I'm I'm a witness to it because I I deal with it every day. I, I he he with me every single day. He with me right now. You know, I got the shirt on. You know what I mean? Um, it's it's just it's just uh, it's just a blessing to have a great spiritual connection with God because He's gonna show you so many different things that people can't see or hear. 
Definitely. And then well, it goes back to like you said about gratitude, which is, which is an amazing thing. You know, I, I never really understood gratitude for, for so long early in my life until, you know, last couple of years I started reading a lot of books and really with my wife just learning and we've been working and growing on how to be better people. Um, and a lot of people, they only show gratitude when they get what they want mm. and not what they have. Mm. And that's what, what I started to learn is that the more you're grateful for what you have, the more you're going to receive. You leave the door open for more and more and things to come to you. Amen. And that's something that, that like, like I was telling you, what we do with my daughter every single night before she goes to bed, she mm. has to tell us three things from that day that she's grateful for. And she, she understands now, you know, she was like, hey, you know, I'm grateful that my daddy picked me up from school today. I'm grateful that we had Taco Tuesday. I'm grateful that I saw grandma today. I'm grateful for all these things. And I'm so proud that I have a partner to help mm-hmm. teach that things to my daughter and really understand the power of gratitude because it is such a powerful thing. Because, again, the more you're grateful for what you have and what's going on in your life right now, yeah. the more you're going to be seeing all these other blessings, the more blessings you'll be able to receive. Absolutely. Um, you know, I'm definitely... Uh I definitely play a big part of just being grateful, you know. I'm all, you know, before I open up my eyes, you know, like even like I know I'm up, but my eyes are closed, and I pray and I thank God for just another day at life, another opportunity to be able to help others, another opportunity to be able to, to do more things. And um, I don't, even, I don't live in the past or the future; I live in the day. Um, but it's important to uh, be grateful and, and have gratitude for whatever else for, for whatever else He puts in front of you. Because if you're not grateful for what he gives you there, you won't receive what's in the long run, right? So at the end of the day, I'm grateful like for just getting up. I'm grateful to be able to walk. I'm grateful for just ha- having my strength, courage, my faith, my family. Because all those things can be taken away from you in a matter of seconds. Because there's people that don't get a chance to wake up. There's people that don't get a chance to get their dad to pick them up from school. There's people that don't get a chance to work. There's people that don't get a chance to eat. You know, so those opportunities that you do have that people don't have, you just be grateful for. So I'm definitely grateful for a lot of things that, you know, that God has put in front of me. I'm grateful to be here. Not too many people could talk. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Not too many people to be, to, to be on, a, on, a, on a podcast. And, and you know, you people look at it like, oh, well, it ain't a major podcast. Yes, it is a major podcast because he's doing it. You know what I mean? Like you get, it's just so amazing how people be hating on stuff mm-hmm. because they can't do it. Right, and that's you know what I'm saying, and, and and I think one of the questions you sent me, I, I forgot what it was, but how how I got here, and I said by taking risk, you take risk in life, right? Mm-hmm. And if you don't take the risk, you won't know what you accomplish if you don't take the risk. So I, I how I got here is by taking risk, taking a leap of faith. So I'm big on that. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, absolutely, and and I was just. I've been doing a lot, a lot of reading. Well, audio books, you know, yeah. I said the same thing, but it's absorbing different knowledge and stuff. Um, and one of those things that, that I was reading, it was, um, uh, um, the, up with ch- upgrading your mindset. It was about changing mm-hmm. your mindset, you know? And one of the things in there that he was talking about, it says, is that, um, nobody knows their whole, what their true potential is. Like it says, true potential is limitless. Um, but we don't know what that is until we take that risk mm-hmm. or we go there. And I started thinking to myself that, you know, we are only bound to the boundaries that we create in our own mind. You know, we set that bar, that line for us, you know, and if we say that there's no line, there's no limit, then there's really nothing that we can't do. You know, we'll find an answer. We'll strive. There's always going to be a way because we didn't give ourselves any other option. You know, we didn't draw that line in the sand anymore. Um, So that's that's something important that I'm just trying to to grow and develop and stuff and, and 
as we're going on, like you said about, you know, being a good man and really being there and gratitude is one thing. And then for yourself, I mean, I think it's also important to have good morals. So for you, what are some of your important or very key morals that you live by day by day? Um, the value of faith, you know, just my value of faith and my practice values of family. I'm a big family guy. I love, I love my family. I love my community. Uh, my morals is just, you know, spreading love and spreading unity. And, and that's throughout my community and my family. Like I like, you know, I, you know, I, I grew up in a, you know, I grew up with my, my stepdad, but you know, he wasn't really there like that. But my mom was a hardworking mom. She gave us everything. And I'm not talking about financially, just love in the sense of like making sure we didn't want, we didn't want for nothing. Like we didn't have to sell drugs. You know what I mean? We didn't have to do none of that. But you know, when I when I see how hard she worked, it it it, it kind of set set the tone for make sure that when I when I become an adult, when I can I could give back and make sure she don't got to worry about nothing. She ain't got to lift a finger. That's what I want to do for her, you know? and that's why I grind the way I do. First of all, I, I grind because you know I want to make sure my family ain't got to worry about nothing. I could create generational wealth, so my kids kids ain't got to worry about nothing. And that's what we got to do. We got to break that generational curse. You know what I mean? We we got to stop making excuses and relying on the government. We got to figure it out on our own, right? And the only way we could do that is by educating ourselves so we can educate others so we can provide the resources and knowledge to the younger generation so they don't make the same mistakes, you know, our, our generation made. You know what I mean? So that's why it's important for me to do what I do by going on every platform I can get to to share my testimony so other people can hear and understand and value what I, what, what I, you know, the opportunities that I have so they can see it and feel it. And I come from where y'all come from. You know what I mean? I, I, I grew up in the neighborhood. I, I, I seen the roaches in the cereal boxes and all that. Right, right. I seen gunshots and, you know, I've seen people get robbed and all the other stuff. I, I, I've experienced and all that, but I'm not going to be a product of my community either. You know what I'm saying? Just because I grew up in it doesn't mean I got to be it. Exactly. Exactly. You know, so you know, that's it, man. My, my morals is just my faith, man. That's it. My faith. I, I, I'm going to keep saying it because, my faith is why I'm sitting here talking to you. If I ain't have faith, I'll be dead. Absolutely. Period. And that's just what it is. No, absolutely. And I think that's that's, that's really key that like you touched upon is we don't got to be a product of our environment. You know what I mean? Like, it, it, it's us to determine what comes out of that. You know, we can, there's still a lot of people that came from where we came from that still stayed in that cycle. Yeah. You know, they, they chose to be in that cycle. Comfortability. Exactly. They get too comfortable and just regular with the norm and afraid to break out that norm because of the, they don't know, they're afraid of the unknown, you know, and being scared of the unknown. But you don't know what's out there, you know. And I think like, like Will Smith said it best, you know, the best things in life are located on the other side of fear. Yeah. You know, when you fight through that fear, when you break those barriers, when you go out and you really test your limits, there's so much more this world has to offer and that you can experience. It's so much, man. You got kids that I live in Stanford. I've never been to Central Park. I've never even been to the city. So you got kids in the city that never. I live in Brooklyn. I've never been to Times Square. So that goes to tell you, like, it's, it's wild how, how, how it is that people don't know how much the world has to offer if you don't step outside of your comfort zone. You right. got to be able to step outside your comfort zone to be able to understand that there's, there's unlimited resources, unlimited access to so much out there. You just got to put yourself in a position to be able to receive it. You know what I mean? And, and, and not be a product of your environment. Yeah. I mean, my, my favorite, one of my favorite analogies is a lobster analogy. 
like they say, you know what I mean? The lobster will start to grow and it is it's it's it has an exoskeleton, right? Mm-hmm. So the inside is growing and it's growing, and it's growing, and it comes to a point where it gets too big for the shell, it gets uncomfortable, yeah. it comes under all this pressure, and it really doesn't like to be where it's at anymore. Mm-hmm. So when it sheds that outer shell, and yeah, it's gonna be soft and vulnerable yeah. to predators, you know yeah. what I mean? But it finds a way, it goes off and it hides, it does what it gotta do, yeah. but it grows bigger and stronger, and it can see do that only because of the pressure it's under. I like how you how you use that analogy because that's how I feel living in this in this city here. I feel like I own grown this city so much, and I'm like, I'm ready to I'm ready to take my talents and my chapter somewhere else. As much as I love Stanford, I grew up here and love it, and I feel like, you know, there's so much more I can do. But I feel like I've done enough, and I'm ready to take my talent somewhere else and just you know maybe one day I I'll come back and pour back into this community. But you know. I, you know, the way you just use that is, is just how I've been feeling lately. And it's crazy that I'm sitting here telling you that because the way you broke it down, I feel like you just gave me confirmation. Yeah. And, and, and you, I remember what we just talked about earlier. Yeah. God speaks to you through different ways. So you, God spoke to you to speak to me to tell me it's time for me to go. And I, and I got to, so wow, because I just got back in town from a spiritual retreat, right? Celebrating my birthday, quietness peacefulness without my cell phone without social media without no distraction no turn up i was just spiritually dug in to my inner spirits to really just really dig in to recharge and understand the value of myself to love myself more and appreciate myself to so god could show me my way and then when i was out when i was done with my retreat i went to go see my one of my big homies my little homie actually he, he I'm, I'm older than him but it's my it's my homie ray rice play for the ravens i wanted to go see him he was bought a house and I'm with the chop it up, and he's like, yo, bro, man, it's time for you to go, bro. You too big for your city. I said, bro, you, everybody keep telling me that. I said, I said, you're confirming that. And I said, I, I know I got to go. And, and, and you just confirmed it. And you know, it's crazy because there's another thing that I seen. I forgot who it was. I don't know if another celebrity, but they said that's, that's one of the biggest life hacks is leaving your hometown. Yeah, it's hard. You room yourself from all that, it, you know what I'm saying? Ex- exactly. But we just talked about comfortability, mm-hmm. you know, um, I just think for me, it's just that I've been too comfortable too long. Now, mm-hmm. now it's time to make myself uncomfortable. But God is working on me right now. There's a lot of great things that He is putting in place for me. I just got a wonderful uh, <clears throat> phone call earlier about an opportunity somewhere. You know what I mean? So, like, I, I I know my time is almost up, but I don't know where God is going to land me. But wherever He land me, I know I'm going to be successful and I'm going to be Absolutely. great. And I, I'll come back here and pour because this this city ain't going nowhere. This is my city, so. I ain't, I ain't, I, they ain't going to forget. I've done a lot and I still got a lot more to do here, but it's time for me to go and, and, and pour some seeds somewhere else, you know? Yeah. Like you said, man, you got two things working for you, gratitude and faith. And they're going to take you a very, very long, very way, long man. way. And I, 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 I want to do more, not just in cities. I want to do stuff in other countries. I want to pour more into other people that look like me in other countries to save more kids and, and provide more resources and, and use my resources to share with others. You know what I mean? So Again, like I said, like my mind frame is bigger than this city. Mm-hmm. This city is just, you know, just a small, compacted. Everybody just cool just to be, be regular. I don't want to be regular. Right. I don't want to be like everybody else. I never did. Like what what always separate me from everybody when I was younger. I always done everything different. I was a leader. Always always been a leader. I've never been a follower. Like to this day, as a grown man at forty two, I never smoked weed before. So when I'm I'm able to to tell people that I feels great. You know what I'm saying? Because not. Cause I, I think weed is bad. It's no. just that I never want to be like everybody else. Absolutely. I ain't get no tattoos. I ain't doing all of this stuff. Cause I'm like I'm not following behind what everybody doing. I want to be different. 
that's just what it was. I always, ch- I, I like to challenge myself. You know what I mean? And, and, you know, so even now, like, you know, giving up alcohol, about to be two years sober, feels good to tell people that I don't drink. You know what I mean? Because I, I, I want I want to be different. Like, I just gave up meat the other day. You know what I mean? Eating clean and all that. You know what I mean? Because I want to be able to show these kids that, you know, what you put into your body is, is it, it was, what, what, whatever you put in your body is, is what's going to transpire your mind to think. Right. Right. When you eat clean, you feel great. When you exercise, you feel great. You know what I mean? So it's important to know what you put into your body. So I, I just I decided the other day, I said, I'm, I'm uh, you know, before my birthday, I, I did something real special. Um, I said, I'm, I'm going to bring my birthday in. I'm a fast. I was, my last day eating meat was on the th- uh, September 1st. My last day of doing a lot of different things. I brought in my birthday with no sex. Just clean. Like I was reborn again. And it feels great. I I felt amazing when I woke up on my birthday. I felt great. That's what's up. With no man. no spirit of nobody on me. No 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 sexual with no woman or nothing. You know what I'm saying like I I didn't eat nothing. Like I felt great. And when I played ball, like I still play ball right now. And, and a lot of young kids are like, yo man, how you still nice at 40? Bro, I take care of my body very well, spiritually, mentally, everything. You know what I'm saying? And I'm in great shape. It's the best shape I think I've been in, in since I was like 16. It was so crazy. Ever since I gave up alcohol and a lot of the things, I, my body and my mind did a 360. Like, I'm like a different person. But if I feel amazing. And, and and I want people to feel the same way by just understanding, like, this is what you can do to get to that path. And I'm not telling people you don't got to stop drinking. But, you know, it, but if you want to be technical, because this, right, this, mm-hmm. this platform is to speak real, right? Yeah, and I'm yeah. here to speak real. Alcohol is poison. You know, McDonald's is poison. Chinese food is poison. All that stuff is poison we put into our bodies. So it, I always tell people, right, in the, treat your treat your body or treat yourself like it's diamond. You don't want nothing on that. You don't want to lose it, right? Right, right. So if you don't want to lose your life, you don't want to lose your body or whatever it is. Treat yourself like a diamond. That's all. That's why I say, people. If you really, if you love yourself and you and you want to live a long time, treat yourself like a diamond. And you'll see the results. You you keep shining just like that diamond forever. If you treat yourself like a diamond. Absolutely, man. That's, that's powerful stuff. Man. And you got to, I guess I've been reading this book about mindset. And one of those things is that too, it talks about neural, neural elasticity. And it's just your mind will, your brain changes constantly. It's always growing and develop whatever you put into it. It'll change and it'll adapt and, and morph like different parts of your brain will mm-hmm. grow, will shrink, will divide, depending on what you do and what you feed yourself and Facts. what you put into that self. As one of those things that is just like, man, like, as long as you know that, then you know that there's always a change. You don't have to be like, all right, I'm done. Like, you know what I mean? Like, a lot of people give up and they quit when, you, like you said, you know, being 42 and you're in the best shape of your life. You know what I mean? I know people who continue to be old. You see people who are like 70, 80 years yeah. old who look phenomenal, look like they're in their 50s. Yo, and people listen, who are in their 50s, yeah, like I was, working, I was like, working out last week. Well, I've been working. So what I do, I'm just going to give you a little rundown. So, like. Uh, Monday through Friday, my brother Quasi, you seen earlier, mm-hmm. who came in and prayed with me. That's my that's my spiritual warrior right there. We we host a, a boot camp. Um, Monday through Friday, nine nine to eleven. We usually go to nine to twelve, and we get the kids. We, they come in work and do calisthenics for like an hour, and then we do basketball workouts for an hour at Scalzi Park. And this is old guy that be out there. He like seventy five, in great shape. I'm talking about like this dude, like he about thirty. I was like, yo. I want to look like that. I want to, I want to have that energy when I get that age. Mm-hmm. But it's amazing because he was like, yo, he was telling me, you know, how he got there. And I'm like, yo, I can't wait to get there. You know what I mean? I want, I want to look 
and feel that, that way at 70. So the way I feel now, like I'm 42, I just turned 42. I feel, I, I'm, I'm in better shape than some 20-year-olds, bro. When I go play ball and I look at 20-year-olds, they huffing and puffing, holding their knees and can't run up and down with me. I'm like, yo, this is embarrassing. I said, it was, I said when I was y'all age, there was no way nobody running, running laps around me at 40. So I, I feel great. I, 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 bro, I'll be bragging like, yo, what up? You know what I mean? Like, yo, you should. Yeah, I, you I, should. I love it. You know what I'm saying? And I, I'm a competitor, and I, I and I like to use a lot of basketball analogy when I when I have conversations, right? Like, um, I'm like, I, I got the mindset of my boy Kobe and, and Jordan. Like, I'm 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 I'm, t- I'm taking your head off in anything I do. Like, I'm not trying to let nobody outbeat me at nothing. It ain't non personal. It just that, that's 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 everybody mindset should be like that. Right, right. Like, you're not gonna beat me at nothing. If you do get one up on me, I'm coming back. You know what I'm saying? It's just what Absolutely. it is. Like you know, ain't ain't no ain't nothing personal. And I think, I think what it is, and nowadays in, in anything, right? And in, in entertainment and the sports, people take things so personal now. Everybody's so soft, like not realizing, that, yo, bro, we just competing. Like it ain't, ain't nothing personal. You know what I mean? So it, it, it's it's crazy how everybody just so soft nowadays, and people just get so emotional. You know what I mean? They take things so personal instead of just allowing it to realize, yo, we all in it. We 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 competing. It ain't nothing personal. I still love you, right? But right. I'm 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 coming for your head though. Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? That's yeah, what it is. Yeah, yeah. You know? How you think Jay Z and all those guys? Like you think him and Nas and and Biggie and all them dudes? Like they, you didn't think they like they ain't sat around and try to comfort each other? But they know it's all love. Mm-hmm. They trying to get they trying to get to that level. That's all it is, man. Ain't, ain't no, nah, man. We good over here. You know what I mean? I think a lot of kids got to have that, man. I, like, I, even on the basketball court, like, some of the kids I train, they be they be near soft. Like, they throwing up. I'm like, yo, bro, like, I'm not going to teach something if I can't do it with you. I, then I, it makes me a fraud. Absolutely. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Straight up. This is what it is. So, like, you know, so I, that's why I stay in shape. And, you know, and even during our workouts, I, you know, I get parents that donate uh, fruit. So I make sure I, I provide them fruit and water. So, like, again, I'm not going to bring no... Bacon, egg, and cheese sandwiches to you on that while you're working out. And nah, I'm, I'm pretty much promoting, I'm being a fraud. If I'm, right. I'm going to say, you know, health is wealth, and that's what we're going to promote, and that's what we're going to do. No, absolutely, man. It's important that you, you live by what you say and all those things. And, and, and as I said, it was food. Like, this whole purpose of the show is really trying to understand and really develop and all that stuff and, and how to be a man in relationships with, with fathers and their parents and stuff. And I know you said that you had your stepdad and you didn't have a really good relationship with him yeah, yeah. or your dad. What was that relationship with, with both of those guys? Well, I didn't really have a relationship with my dad, honestly. You know, keep it 100. Um, me and my dad, honestly, just really started connecting not too long ago. Honestly, I've just seen him today, too. He... Gave me a birthday gift, which was amazing. I'm like, he never gave me nothing for my birthday, wow. so it was crazy. He called me up when I was on my retreat. I picked up. I was like, I wasn't going to pick up my phone. I was like, yo, what up, dad? He's like, yo, what up? Happy birthday. I'm like, good looking. He's like, yo, when I get when you get back, hit me. You know, I got something for you. I'm like, word? All right. So I, I, I went, hit him up when I got back. He gave me some bread. I was like, oh, wow. You know, but again, you know, I don't hold nothing against him. I did for a long time, but I had to forgive. Because you know why? Because... We all we gotta understand like, and I I I, mean, I forgot where I, I I heard this out years ago. Some dads just don't know how to be a dad. You can't hold them fault at it. So what I did was I said I'm not gonna be like him. I'm gonna be better than him. I'm not gonna make the mistakes he made. I'm gonna give my daughter all the love and she can. And, and people think by just giving money is showing love. Nah, emotional love, emotional support, and being there for your kid every single step of the way. 
like I was telling you earlier, I was at all my daughter's open houses, all her field trips, every I ain't miss a beat. And that's what they remember, the memories. Mm-hmm. They 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 forget the money and the toys. I don't yeah, care about that. Yeah. But the memories. <clears throat> so me and my daughter talking, she bring up the memories at twenty two. I'm like, yo, that goes a long way. More than all that. And our parents don't get that. You gotta spend your quality time with your children. Quality time is key. And you know, that's something that I miss with my dad. I ain't had I ain't had I ain't spent no no we ain't spent no time together. He didn't teach me, you know, talk to me about sex and basketball and all that. I had to teach myself all that. You know what I'm saying? So like and I said I would never let my daughter go go without not learning nothing from me or her mom. It ain't happening. Even if even when me and her mom separated, we gonna we gonna we gonna co parent the best way we can. And that's why me and her mom are best friends. That's why my daughter is a Graduate with honors from Clark Atlanta. My other daughter graduated from Southern State. Congratulations, Clark, well, you know what I'm saying? Because we co-parented very well. Shout out to my my daughter's mother, Tiffany Jones. Love you, girl. You know what I mean? So you know, it is what it is, man. And and it taught me to be a great man I am today. I learned a lot, and this and it didn't happen overnight. I had to learn from experiences. You know what I'm saying? All 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 my mistakes I made that got me to let me to where I'm at now. So I'm grateful and blessed to be where I'm at today, and, and grateful to have two amazing young ladies. Who are are successful in this world, you know what I mean? And and they, you know, right now they live in Atlanta, doing great. I got them a condo out there. They out there just living their life, their best life, and that's how it's supposed to be. We're absolutely. supposed to pass that torch and let them become young young adults. You know, absolutely, absolutely. I know a lot of people they they say that oh, you know, I mean, our kids got it better than us, but that's the point. Exactly. You know I mean, that's the point. Like, exactly. I don't know what you're mad about? I'm, like. I'm, what you mad about? I want my kid to have better than me. Are you kidding me? Like that's the purpose of me. Providing the opportunities and wisdom and all that, yeah. Like I didn't graduate college. My daughter graduated with honors. Are you kidding me? That's yo. She broke the generational curse. And you know, like you said about school, like going back to my mom. My mom came here, you know, um, and she didn't graduate high school. Right? She yeah. didn't have an until order to get a job. She had to go get her GED. So she was going to night school, and um, and I don't know what it was with my dad or something. I remember like he would get so mad about her going to school. I don't know what it was and stuff. He didn't even watch us or wanted us to be at the house. So my mom would take us. It was to a ride fair. Tech. It yeah. was a, it was a fair insecurities of, of him knowing that, and she get more do better than him. She gonna leave or that's all it was, you man. Know? A lot of guys walk around with insecurities, man. They only want a woman to be better than them, and sometimes it, it it get like that. You know what I mean? Like it's okay to have a woman that's do, getting more money than you or smarter than you. It's all right, but a lot of guys can't handle that, so they try to hold a woman down. You're not supposed to hold a woman down that she out there grinding getting her mm-hmm. stuff. You're supposed to support. You're supposed to support it. Like, yo, I'm gonna support you every single step of the way. Go get that. Definitely, and and it shows my mom, and and that's what I take and I learn from my mom seeing that because even with all that, she was like, yo, we, I'm going, and she would take us go to the school, and um, and I tell the story all the time, but it's so meaningful. But um, and one day she got to school, and she was just crying and just so upset because it was so hard for her. She was struggling. And the janitor at Ride Tech, whose name was also Freddie, seen her one day just mm-hmm. crying. He was like, what's going on? She explained the situation. He was like, listen, go to your class. I'll watch your kids for you. I'm here anyway. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. he would take us to the gym, and I'll play basketball. He'll give me stuff in the vending machine. And he made sure. And every day, like when my mom had school, he knew he'd be waiting at the door for my mom to get there to take over and watch me and my sister. You know what I'm saying? So he could go do a thing. That's, that's, that's what's up, man. You see that? It's we, a community, man. Exactly. Like, you know I, mean? like, and I and love we, that. We need more of that. And that's how our community can grow. And prosper by that. people coming together, helping each other. That's what we missing. We missing that. We missing that. That that we that that void is missing when people forgot about helping and loving each other. Right? Just simple, something simple like that helped your mom overcome 
Her fears. Yo, and then she got the job. She's been with the company now for, I think, like 24, 25 yeah, years because she needed a GD. You that's know what I mean? And that, that, that company's provided so yeah. much for our family. You that's, know what I mean? Like, that's so, and to this day, like I said, I, I always remember that dude. He was an amazing guy. And when I started going to night school, that, that gave me the motivation too when I was going to night school. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, my mom went to night school. Why can't I do it? You know, I, I graduated high school, but I didn't have a college degree until mm. last year. That's dope. I, you know? not, college ain't meant for anybody. I went to college, but I ain't graduated because I was chasing my NBA dream. So I ain't really, you know, I wasn't really a school dude. I always knew I wanted to be successful. I wanted to have my own. But, you know, my degree is, is, is reading and researching and, and understanding. you just using my resources and my network. Is, is my degree You know what I mean Maybe one day I might go back to school And finish But you know As of right now I ain't looking for it And I, I'm not promoting Not going back I'm not promoting School ain't the best But you know you Listen man To be the best And, and, and you just gotta learn Your craft You gotta master Absolutely. your craft That's all you gotta do And it's, it's not for everybody And, it's and not. like I said A lot of these companies too These billionaire companies Are ran by people Who don't got degrees I'm telling you Listen <sighs> Man I ain't gonna Get into this right now <laughs> I, Cause I can go in But but we, we, we live in a society where they telling us a piece of paper is define who we are, which is bull crap. But yeah, that's for yeah. another topic. Yeah, yeah, no, I definitely understand. And and, and like you said, just, just to touch on your daughters and stuff, because I know that, you know, they're doing amazing things. And, and you've learned, like they said, you don't want to miss a beat from me, like, because what you went with your dad. And I understand that. So that's why part of the reason why I don't want to miss a beat with my, with my kids either, because my dad was home, but he never came to any of my events or any yeah. of those things. You know, so I don't want to miss a beat with my kids. And, and also... I'm, I'm a stay-at-home dad, thanks to my wife. My wife goes every day, works a nine-to-five, and she allows me to be home to Ain't work on my wrong t-shirt business, to be with the kids, to, to you know work on my podcast. Yeah. And she supports me every which way and that way, too, and I support her, too, going over there and going to work and doing that thing. You know, and it's, and it's great to have, like you said, to have that queen by your side, you know what I mean, who's going to help you and be there for you and support you. So, so I, I thank my wife for helping me in that and really being great and helping me raise my kid, raise our kids together. And you said with you with your um, you know your baby mother Tiffany you said and, and she did a great job co-parenting. What are some of the things that you did with your daughter that you try to instill like morals or things like that with them that you guys try to instill to make sure that they were raised right? Just respect, faith, faith, respect. That's it. Have your faith, have respect. When you have that, you good. You can't. Yo, I told you. I just said earlier, man. Like you ain't gotta like me, but you are gonna respect me. Right. I saw the what it is, and my, my daughters always respect everybody, and they always did the right thing. And we just all installed them and saying, yo, you know, you do the right thing, you get the right results. Just just be you. Don't follow don't follow nobody. Don't follow the crowd. If you follow the crowd, you're going to end up being somewhere you don't want to be, either in a casket or jail or in them streets. You don't want those three things you don't want. Or just losing yourself completely. And I'll be that. I remember for myself growing up, I um for a long time, man, I thought it was wrong to be myself because of the people around me would poke fun at me and mm. criticize me and really tear at me. So I was like, maybe I'm I shouldn't be this way. And because of that, I struggled so much to find my voice and find myself and I and it caused me so much depression, so yeah. much anxiety, so much stress because I wanted to be me, mm-hmm. but I felt like it was wrong. So it was just a constant battle. Yeah, that, and that's that. something I don't want my, for my daughter. And I tell my daughter, be free. Do what you want to mm-hmm. do, and I can encourage her, whatever she want to do. Exactly. that. But that's the pressure these kids do right now in today's, today's society, right? Because it's like they try, they want to fit in so bad, they're willing to do anything to fit in. Self-medicate themselves with pills, drugs. Like Even like today, I wanted to get my mom some medication CVS, I want to get some Unisex or whatever. Cause my mom had a little head cold. They they want to see my ID. They talking about 
I said, what? They like, I'm like, so kids is doing this to get high? I'm like, this is crazy. Like, I don't know what's going on like now. I'm like, it's wild out here, but everybody doing everything to fit in, people doing stuff just to to be lit, you know what I mean? And they doing the wrong way, self-medicating themselves and not realizing that's just going to take a toll of your body and your mind as you get older. The more and more you do these drugs, it's going your mind going to tell you to get higher and higher. You're going to do more and more crazy, crazy drugs. So it's like, we got we to gotta start, we got to get back to them programs, them drug programs, the D.A.R.E. program. When I was in school, we had D.A.R.E., Drug resistance uh, was a drug abuse resistance education. You know what I mean? I remember that to this day. I still remember that, and I, I got bad memories. So, for me to still remember that, it did a lot for me when I was in elementary school. You know, I learned a lot about drugs. That's why I never smoked weed, a cigarette, any none of that. I I was like, I'm not doing all that. I'm not trying to, you know, when they, you know, the commercial where they put the uh, egg down, is this to yeah, bring yeah, like yeah. on drugs, man? I was like, listen, I'm straight. I ain't trying to lose my mind because if you lose your mind, that's all. That's all you got is your mind. You lose that, you done. They could lock you up anywhere. You finished. Absolutely. You finished. That's it. Once they say you crazy, it's over. Nobody got no control of me. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, yo, you lose your mind, that's it. And I was always afraid that I said that anything I do, I don't want to lose my mind. I, I got to keep my mind. That's all you have. You have this creative right here. Boom. This and this, the heart. No, and, and I think you, well, I know you're doing your part. You know, like you said, we're missing our whole thing with dare and stuff like that. But you, you've done something amazing, and you started your your your, your program, Hoops for All. What yeah. drove you to start that? How did you start that? Well, uh, I think when we were talking in the, in, the, in the green room earlier, we were talking about like you know getting fired, right? People telling mm-hmm. me I'm gonna fire you. Right, so right, right. I've, I've lost out on so many different jobs. So I was like, yo. So in 2012, I sat in the living room with one of the uh, a girl I was dealing with at the time. I was like, yo, I just got fired, yo. She, I was like, yo, what could I do? She's like, man, I don't know. I sat in the living room brainstorming, like, yo, I love basketball, right? Basketball is my passion. I like, so I said, yo, I'm gonna start a basketball program. But then I said. Well, what could I do that nobody else is doing? Because you always got to say that, right? Everybody got a basketball program. Everybody doing basketball something. So I said, hmm. So basketball, basketball. I said, all right, cool. You know what I could do? I got experience in working with autistic children. So I'm going to start a basketball program just focusing on autistic children. So I started doing that. And it started it started taking off little by little, little by little. And in 2017, my brother got killed. I said, all right. It was like, I got to do something more broad and bigger. Right, where I could bring awareness to not just autism, everything else that's impacting our community. Right, you know what I mean. So then I changed the mission, and I kind of said, "All right, this this is where I'm gonna go with it now." So, so I I wanted to use the tool to sucker the kids. And when you sports, basketball in general, that's what saved my life. Right. So I said, in anything basketball, I can get the kids right. Even if you don't even even don't like basketball, you just want. There's just some people that's not good. They just want to play, just play. Mm -hmm. So now that I got y'all in. Now I can focus on these things that are impacting you. Know, let's talk about mental health. Let's talk about gun violence. Let's talk about this. Now we can talk about everything by getting y'all in the room. Once I get y'all in the room, it's over. Now we can now we can talk about all these things and bring awareness to things that impact in our community. So like, so I had changed the mission. Um, I started Hoops for All in 2012. It was focusing on you know all, you know autistic kids, and I used to do celebrity basketball games on so raising awareness around that. And like I said in 2017, April 20, my brother died. My life changed completely. I became a stronger activist. I became a stronger father, uncle, community act, act, whatever, whatever, anything I was doing, it was touching goal. I, 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 you know, I, you know, I mean, it, it took a long time because my brother died. I, I, I was self-medicating myself with alcohol. I was drinking heavily, 
I was having meltdowns and I went through depression heavily. When, once I started, I started feeling like I was, I was being suicidal. I'm like, yo, this is getting deep. I started yeah. praying, God, I need you to help me. And my daughter said, Dad, if you gone, what, what's the what's the purpose? What's the purpose? Like she's like, you start all this, and uh, you know, I listen to my daughter a lot, and I started listening to God. I'm like, yo, God kept me here for a reason. So, you know, at the time I was with my ex. You know, she kind of helped me at the time uh, to understand my value mm-hmm. and and how important I was to my community, how important I was to my business. And I kind of said, all right, I got this. Let's go. Put my, I put my big boy pants on. I said, nah, the devil ain't going to take me. God got me. Take me down that path, God. I'm, I'm ready. And I'm here. You know, Hoops for All is a nonprofit. Young Athletes for Change is under the umbrella. You know what I mean? And um, Young Athletes for Change is LLC. And then I got Million Dollar Smile, which is the clothing brand I started in honor of my brother. Uh, it's Million Dollar Smile. And, and um, you know, we kind of raise awareness around that. You know, so when you you see this brand everywhere, it, it brings it brings that energy to you. And it also makes you not forget my brother, Max. So, you know, and, and, and also it's also encouraging for other people who've dealt with the same pain and say, yo, you could turn your pain into power and Absolutely. to purpose. So like you know, it's encouraging when I see people like yo man, yo you inspire me yo to to really celebrate my loved one who was killed or whatever, and and, and that's what it is. It ain't about bragging. It ain't about oh I want to start a club and get money and get millions. Nah, I want to start something to to start a conversation. Mm. You know what I mean? I want to start something to, to to keep my brother name alive. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. to show you like because you know we come from a community where we celebrate loved ones by getting high and drunk. And that's it. Or we don't celebrate them at all, right? We just forget. People die. I, I'm telling you this. Like, I see it happen every day. Mm-hmm. I got homies that get killed and nobody talks or say nothing about them anymore. They're done. And it's like, nah, B, my brother, was a, he was an amazing, amazing man. His, his million-dollar smile came from him. He had a million-dollar smile. He wonderful personality. He walked in his room. He light up the room. He didn't need no lights. His, his aura, his energy was crazy. You know what I'm saying? And me and him together was was a, a imagine me and him. Like, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So we went to we went to we went to FIT together. I got him into school. We played basketball at FIT. You know what I mean? We, we we did so much stuff together, man. And it's like, you know, when I lost him, I I just I it was another I lost my other half. You know what I mean? Like I was hurting. I was hurting. Even like talking about it now, I get choked up. But you know, I had to figure it out for his kids and my community, my mom. I had to be a strong person for for my mom because. I couldn't let my mom lose another son. Right. You know what right. I mean? So at the end of the day, I had to say, yo, I had to pick my big boy pants up. Like, yo, you got this. And and again, back to what we say in confirmation, God gave me confirmation. My brother gave me confirmation. My brother came into my sleep, my dream and, and held me. That shit felt real. Excuse my language. It felt real. He's like, yo, I'm good. I'm in heaven. He go, he said, yo, you good. Go hold it down. I, it felt so real at the time with my ex girlfriend. I, I like I was crying in my sleep and I hit her. Like <laughs> it felt so real. I thought I thought he was there, but it gave me confirmation. Like yo, he good because I my, that was my concern. I was I was just hoping he was good. He was in heaven. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So I saw that one to know. And I, you know, and then after that, I'm like, all right, now it's go time. Now I've been going hard ever since. I've I've did things nobody in Stanford history has ever done. My brother has his own day. 420 is officially max day in Stanford. My brother has his own mural on the west side where we grew up at, across the street from the projects. Yep. Nobody has ever done that. And people told me I was, again, back to it, you crazy. You can't do that. What? I Watch love me. people. I love yeah. people tell me yeah. I can't. What? Again, a basketball analogy. I can't do what? I, 
I'm, I'm, I'm coming for you. Best believe when I come, you're going to be like, yo, how he do that? Yeah, because when I stepped on the court, it was like, oh, he can't play. He's small. I tear your head off. You know what I mean? I played on a high level with so many great players. I played in one of the best one-on-one basketball tournaments ever. Last Man Standing, hosted by the New York Knicks. So, like, you can't tell me I can't do nothing. Anything I put my mind to, I can I can do. So I ain't worried about it. Even, like, when I was younger, you tell me I can't bag this girl? I got her. The best-looking girl in school. You know what I'm saying? Like, oh, that's the oh she the, she the popular? Oh, I got her. You know, I, everything I wanted, I, I, I put my mind to, I always got. So, you know what I mean? So I always had that mindset. Like, uh, you know, it was, it was gold time. So my brother, he's definitely a legend. You know what I'm saying? So, like, listen, again, you may not like us, but you're going to respect us. No, definitely. You're going you're to respect what I do. So, you know, at the end of the day, it's, it's just encouraging, man, just to show these kids that anything's possible. You put your mind to, you stay positive, you stay consistent, you, you stay loyal. You know what I mean? And, and, that, and that's what I live by, man. Loyalty, man. Like, straight up. Uh, and that's important, man. I know we've been through so much and so much struggling and stuff in our, in our lifetime. And for yourself, going through so many things. For you, and, and, and up until now, what do you feel has been the hardest part of your journey so far? The hardest part of my journey? Uh, it's a great question. It's a, it's a, the hardest part of my journey is, uh, I think, just... Not accepting no, I think. Like I heard, I heard so many no's and so many I can'ts, and just not accepting it. Just that's the that's the hardest part because being black in America is the toughest part, right? Mm-hmm. And you know, coming from the neighborhood I come from, nothing can be. You're not supposed to graduate. You're not supposed to go to college. You're not supposed right. to. You're not supposed to be an activist. You're not supposed to be strong for your community. You're not supposed to do certain things. And I've I've overcame those obstacles. You know what I'm saying? Like now I'm walking into these meetings. I got the governor's talking, talk, asking me questions. I got the mayor wanting to talk to me. I got the chief of police want to have conversations with me. These are people that I've never thought I'd be in rooms with. Right? Like what? Just a small. This is a young kid from Merle Ave. Now, now they calling me. They got my number. They looking for me. They want. They they want. They want to know how. What 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 I can do to help them. So that's big. I ain't no celebrity, you know what I'm saying. I ain't got millions of dollars, but I but I got, I got millions of resources, and my my millions of resources, the kids I serve, they protect they protect and, and rock out with everything I do. They respect what I do because you know why? Because I provide opportunity for them. I provide hope, and once you do that, I don't I don't need I don't you see I roll I don't roll with no entourage. I ain't got no gun or nothing, and I'm licensed to carry, but I don't I'm good because I'm protected by God. I'm protected by the streets, the kids who I serve. I help a lot of kids. I don't, but I don't promote it. Like I don't put it out there. You know how people look for accolades. Oh, y'all save this. Yeah, yeah I save all that. Because you know what? It's so crazy. Because like a month ago, I was I was in the, my boy spot, Jerky's downtown Stanford. This girl ran up to me. Oh my god! I'm like, yo, who is this girl? I forgot. She looked. She's like, yo, you saved my life. You gave me the opportunity to go to college. Yo, I graduated recently. She's like, yo, thank you so much, pop. Oh shoot, that's that that. That's that's that's, that's legacy, what I look for, man. That's power right there. That's, yeah. that's that's and like I told you before in this thing, my biggest fear is being forgotten, and I want to find a way to you know what I mean leave an impact on this on this earth, you know. And, and you and you're doing that, you but, know what I mean. But you're doing it too, because you're giving people like myself the opportunity to speak my testimony. 
So don't ever think for once that you're not you doing it. Because let me tell you something. Right now, the people that's looking up to you is like myself, your kids, your mm-hmm. wife, your community. People looking looking at you, man. Don't ever, let me tell you something. Let me, just, let, me just, let me just give you something. We live in a society where we base opportunity off of social media. Right. Just because right. you ain't got a lot of followers don't mean you got a lot. Don't mean nobody ain't following you. No. Yeah. <laughs> Trust and believe that. Just because you don't got a lot of views doesn't mean people ain't watching. You know, and, and that's so much true. Because I, I was going through this point and like early on, you know what I mean. And then I was like, man, I don't know what's going on. And and, and I just felt I started to feel down a little bit. And I was coming home one day, and um, and I was driving, and uh, one day I was just driving. I was like, yo, yo, Fab, Freddie Fox, America's Big Brother. And I mm-hmm. was like, yo, like people watching, they listening, people watching, they hear. You know what I mean? They People people won't like your post, but you know they watching. You know what I'm saying? Like because out of envy or whatever pe- pe- it is, people people always watching, bro. I'm telling you, I'm telling you this because I I'm telling you from experience. Like you'll be surprised who be watching, but 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 don't ever give up. Don't ever nah. give up. Don't ever base your opportunities off of social media looks or likes or views. You're doing a wonderful job. I'm telling you that because you, you're here, right? Yeah. Like it, it takes courage to do what you're doing right now. It's a Saturday night. You could be doing anything else. You could be home watching Netflix. You could be out clubbing, getting drunk, but you're here. So that means you're doing a great thing. You're giving, you're giving back, and you're giving back by giving me opportunities to speak my testimony. And that's just what it is. So you're doing a wonderful job. So don't ever, ever, never be down that, on yourself. Man. No, I appreciate that. Thank you so much. Because and, and part of, like you said, I don't judge myself. I stopped judging myself off the views and the likes and stuff. What I started really focusing on is the feeling I get when I'm done with these conversations. Mm. You know, I just feel so enlightened, so empowered, mm. so, like, motivated. Like, every time I... Like, I know my wife is going to be home waiting for me to get home because she knows yeah. when I get home, I'm glowing. You nah, know what that, I mean? Because like, I love what I'm doing. I love this. You, But you got to love what you do. Dude. You got to love what you do. I, I wake up every day motivated because I love what I do. Like, nobody can't take mm-hmm. that from me. Nobody can't, can't tell me nothing different. I love what I do. I love when I wake up and knowing I'm about to... I'm about to Bless somebody. I know I love when I wake up, I know I'm about to go play ball. I love when I wake up, I know I'm about to help. You know what I'm saying? Help some, like, whatever it is. I love what I do. You got to love what you do. If you don't love what you do, then you need to get out the game. Right, right. The, the game ain't for you. If you don't love what you do, then the game ain't for you. It, ain't, it just ain't, ain't there for you. You got to love what you do. That's what it is. Same thing with a relationship. You got to love your wife the, the, from the good and the bad. You know what I'm saying? You got to work through it. You know, like like you said that, like the just just real quick on the relationship. Like, there's a lot of times when my wife will sit there, we may go things. And my wife was like, "Well, what are some things that bother you that I do that annoy me that you don't like?" I was like, "Babes, I, I can't even. I don't even know because you know what? It, it may happen, and I forget about it because I love you mm-hmm. overall. I don't pick and choose yeah. what parts of you I love and I don't love. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? If I love you, it's unconditional. Yeah. The good, the bad, the the the, the pretty, the ugly, you, all of that. You gotta take all that. All. You gotta take all that with me, straight up. Like you are gonna love everything about me. If not, then then. Like I haven't, I haven't been married yet, right? So, I, I said to myself, I know, like, eventually I'm gonna get married, right? So right now, like, I'm I'm playing the dating stuff right now, and and I think I got a potential uh, candidate that I, I probably might put a ring on that finger, but you know what I'm saying? Because the reason why I'm talking like that because it's that feeling you get when you know that person is right. Yes, you know what I'm saying? Like nothing can match that feeling when that person accepts who you are. Mm-hmm. The good and the bad, and 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 and, and you know the, the the best thing a woman could do for you is bring you peace. Yes, and I never ever was able to receive peace. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So like, 
you know, it's a good thing, bro. Like, it's a really, really good thing to be able to to, 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 to love unconditionally. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And love through the good and bad. Like, and, and, and you know, there's, no, there's nothing, there's the sky's the limit. I mean, once you on that level, the sky's the limit. And, you know, hopefully one day, you know, when if I do get to that point, I'm going to invite you to my wedding, bro. Oh, I'll be there, man. I'll be there, man. <laughs> um, now, like I said, I know you're doing so much with the Hoops for All and everything with your nonprofit foundation. And, um, you know, a couple of days ago, I seen you post, you got a mission going on right now. Yeah. Uh, so, me and my brother, Quasi, we, uh, he kind of said something to me. He's like, yo, bro, I want to do something with you. I'm like, what's up, dog? Talk to me. He's like, yo, I want you to, we're going to go on this, this spiritual journey. I'm like, what's up? We're going to go wait. We're we, we going to pray for two, three hours. I said, what? I looked at him like he was crazy. I never paid that long before. I said, yo, yo, you know what, bro? I'm with it. Again, challenge. Mm-hmm. I can do it. If I say God is my savior, God is my, he, 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 he's, he's everything, I can, get, I can give you two, three hours. If I could give a club two, three hours, I could give God yeah, two, three course. hours. So we woke up early in the morning, four in the morning. We went to the park at five, and we just prayed hard. I prayed harder than I ever prayed in my life. Cried, sweated, you know what I'm saying, and, and walked out of that walked out of that prayer with me and my brother, and I felt great. I prayed for the city. I prayed for every. I prayed for my enemies. I prayed for everybody. I, I, I talked to God. I talked about everything I wanted. I put it in the universe. I said, God, I'm, I'm coming for it down. Like I felt like I, you know, like I, when I get on the court, I, 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 I size everybody up, and I said, I'm taking everybody head off right now. And that's how I felt when I when I when I um when I prayed. I was like, Yo, God, I'm coming. After I, after I left that prayer, my brother, we played for two hours. I'm ready. I was like amped. Went home, showered up, got back to the park, worked out with the kids. My day started. I ate. I took my shot to ginger. I was ready for the day. And I said, you know what? Ain't nothing going to stop me. So what I did was, he, my brother Quasi said, yo, now what I want you to do is share it to the world. Just tell the world what God told you. I said, what? He said, yeah, bro, you got, you got, you got social media. Share it to the world. Share your testimony. I said, all right. I got you. So, you know, I've been praying on, on certain things. I want a kingdom. And I, but, you know, you got to start small. Right, right. Eventually, I'm going to get my own. But I see something that I, I prayed on and I seen it. And God kind of, like, confirmed it. So, back again, he, he, he confirmed certain things. So, I seen what I wanted. And when, I, when it was confirmed, I said, I'm going to put out there to the universe. Now it's confirmed. So, the Glenbrook Community Center is available for me to get. So I wanted to put out there the community saying, I want to save this community center, but I'm going to need y'all help and y'all support. And I said, my goal is to get a million dollars, even though I know I need more than that, but a million dollars is really no money. You know what I'm saying? If you get the community support and if you get the financial support from people that got the money. So I was like, I'm going to start off with a million dollars and see how far I can get with it by December. And I'm going to go to the city like, yo, because once you go to the city with the money, they can't deny you. Right, right. You know what I mean? So, you know, I, 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 I didn't grow up on, on Glenbrook, but I worked there before. I, I ran the program there. I ran the after school program, so I know how important it was for those kids to be there. So for it to not be open, it's like, nah, we, we ain't going to knock. Y'all ain't knocking this down because it's important to have m- multiple community centers because that's what saved my life. That's what saved a lot of other kids' lives. So we need a, we need a community to stand behind, stand behind it and say, yo, we, we support this. You know what I'm saying? We support you with this. So whatever you need, we got you. And that's what I want the community to say and do. You want this center? All right, we got you. Yeah, I can pray on it, but then I got to put it into action, too. So my action Definitely. was, I'm going to go on social media and tell the city what I want and tell my followers what I want. And if y'all don't support it, it's all good. But whoever supports it, let's rock out. We we, we, we going for it. I'm going to get it. I'm going to let you know that I'm going to get it. 
And when I get them, them doors open up, it's going to provide opportunities for everybody. Jobs, workshops, um, daycare, basketball, you know what I'm saying? Every opportunity that these kids need, we're going to have in this building. You got you to gotta, you gotta put it in the universe. You got to confirm it. You got to speak it into existence. So I spoke into existence. I'm going to get it. I'm, you know what I'm saying? Uh, like, I'm just a warrior like that. So whatever I want, like I told you earlier, I'm, I get you know what I'm saying? Because God told me I can get it, so I'm going to get it. No, definitely. And how, how could people go to help you, or how could we get involved? Well, uh, you know, I mean, first of all, I mean, you know, obviously, you know, you can donate if you want. Anybody can donate. And, and people think, oh, bro, any everybody got a dollar, 50 cent, whatever it is. All that all that adds up. So, mm-hmm. you know, you can go to my website. It's www.youngathletes4change.com. You can donate on there. Or, you know, or, you know, we can meet up in person and I could tell you what the mission is and you can go on my website, you know what I'm saying, and check out what the mission is. You can follow us on Instagram, Young Athletes for Change. Um, yeah, man, I mean, you know, that's the only way, man. Or, or if you know somebody, you know, you may know somebody that got, that, that, that's a, 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 a philanthropist, that's, that's generous, that said, hey, man, you want a million? I got, I got five for you because I just want to give back because I got money. Whatever it is, whatever resource you or you can do, or if you don't got it, just share, just share, my, share what I post. That's it, cause somebody gonna see it, right, and somebody right. can help me. That's that's all it is, man. That's all. If you can't contribute financially, contribute by sharing my information. That's all. Absolutely, well, that, that's that's beautiful, man. And um, we we winded down here, man. So I got two last questions for you, man. Talk I appreciate me. your time and everything you've been so far, man. So much knowledge, man. So thank you, thank you so much, man. I'm grateful to have you here. Um, so my last question, well, my two last questions. My first one is this: for you in your life growing up, what do you feel has been the best advice you've ever received? Mm, never give up. Never give up. This, no matter how hard it is, mm-hmm. how tough it is, how many times you hear no, never give up, because your time gonna come by staying patient and consistent. Period. Absolutely, absolutely, and, and and like you say, man, if you if you always give up, then you're always gonna leave with that wonder, like what if? What if? And that's exactly. that that is the most torturous torture. thing you can have in your head, it's torture. man. <laughs> it's, 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 it's torture. Straight up poison to defeat yourself because you get mine. I've been reading this book now about karma, right? Mm-hmm. And um, and it's talking about like everything we do, like karma, like is really not what we think of it as. Like you know, do good things, and good things happen. There's a lot, lot more to that, mm-hmm. and that I'm learning from this book. Um, and one of the things that it was kind of that I've been listening to lately that's kind of got me thinking is that if you go up and you take a knife and you stab a man, mm-hmm. that's one kind of karma, mm-hmm. right? If you if you sit there you you get into an argument, it's out mm-hmm. of passion, you go in and you kill a person, that's mm-hmm. a different kind of karma. Mm-hmm. But if you sit there and you talk to somebody face to face, and in your mind mm-hmm. you're playing all the different ways that you could put harm or kill this person, mm-hmm. that is a lot worse than actually doing it. Mm-hmm. It's more poison because you're fueling yourself and your 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 mind is so powerful that makes things real. You know, you feel mm. sensations, you do all these things. Like I seen this one thing right where they had these um, they 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 hooked up I guess like the, to these sensors to the brain right, and they had somebody like track runners mm. run a race right and seen how their mind was working mm. and how it was activating, how it's firing off. I said, okay, now lay down in a chair, close your eyes, mm. put these sensors on, and imagine yourself running this race. Mm. And all the same things were triggering in the brain. Everything was exactly the yeah. same. Now your your brain is powerful. Your brain is very powerful because like it's crazy. Like their their imagination is is, is, is it take you somewhere you don't want to go. You got to be careful what you what you see and what you think about. Because 
It's yeah. crazy. But that's, I was that's in, my, in my darkest times, man. I would always say to myself, man, my mind is a very scary place. And scary sometimes place. I don't even want to be there. Yeah, it's scary. <laughs> man, my mind, you know what yeah. I mean? My, so, my mind so. is scary. Like, I always say, if people could, if people could know what I think, it'd be, it'd be wild. <laughs> terrified. I be, tell, I be I used to tell all my all my shorties that y'all don't want to be knowing I be thinking. Right. That's a lot. Don't ask me what's up. <laughs> don't ask me what I'm thinking about. You don't want to know. Um well thank you for that, man. And and so lastly, uh, my last question is I know you're doing a lot of things for the young kids in the community. And that's that's hopefully what I'm trying to reach out to. You know, what I mean, I like get them some advice or some pointers. So what would be your advice to the younger generation right now? Uh be a leader, not a follower. And just and just open your heart to love. You'll see you'll see great results. Be a leader, not a follower. Open your heart to love. Because if you if you a fo- if you a leader, you open your heart to love. You 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 you'll, you'll see the progress. You'll 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 see change, and and you'll see opportunity. Right. If you don't open your heart to love, and you're not a leader, you're not gonna see any opportunity. You ain't gonna have, you ain't gonna see no hope. Then it leads you to follow. And if you got a closed heart and lead you to to create violence, be violent and create crime and do all the other stuff you shouldn't be doing. So if you open up your heart, if you love, you open up your heart and it's, it's nothing. It, 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 I never committed a crime like or a violent crime, right? Because I know like I don't want to see nobody hurt. Right. I don't want. I don't. I don't. I don't. I would not want to kill somebody that look like you. There's a difference if I got to protect my family. You come into my house, and that's a different story. Right, right. But I'm not going to kill you because you took my girl. I ain't going to kill you because you stepped on my shoe. I ain't going to kill you because you looked at me the wrong way. I ain't going to kill you because you dress better than me. I ain't going to kill you because you're handsome. I ain't going to kill you because you got a better car. It's just These are the things that people get killed over. Yeah. That's because people got a lot of hate in their hearts. So if you if you got a lot of love in your heart, you're not going to commit those crimes. You're not going to do nothing stupid. So that's all it is, man. That's what I tell these kids. That's what's going on right now. It's a lot of killing going on out here in these streets. So that's why I'm a, I'm a big advocate of gun violence, like even violence in general. Like yo, let's just spread more love. Stop hating. Stop stop being so angry. It's, you could you could take that negative energy and apply it to being positive. It's so easy to be negative. It's so hard to be positive. So that's all, man. Just spreading love and opportunity and unity. That's it. Let's build. Let's love each other, man. Yo, it's a wonderful show, man. Continue to be great. I'm gonna promote you heavy, bro. Well, you know what I'm saying? We promote each other, support each other, man. And, and shout out to Royal Communication Centers and shout out to Carl. Carl, it's a wonderful platform for everybody to come on here and 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 be able to, you know, get some exposure, man. This is dope. We need this. We needed it. You know what I mean? And that's my first time here. He opened up. I ain't get a chance to come here, but I, I, I it, it took you to get me here. But well, I'm gonna have you back. <laughs> yeah. So now I, I just is dope though, man. I really appreciate the opportunity. You know what I mean? And, and continue to grow, bro. And and anything I can do to help, I'm there for you, man. Just I'm a phone call away. Don't hit me on Instagram. Just call me. So you my brother now. Absolutely, man. I'll right. take all that info, man. I thank you so much for always being here and taking nah, the definitely. time. I really, really appreciate it, man. And as always, man, no matter who you are, no matter what you've done, your big brother loves you. Stay blessed, everybody. Peace.